0: It's fine. I'm fine, and by that I mean I'm
1: freaking great. I I feel like the episodes that we've recorded in the same room feel weird. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know how to look at you like in the face of <laughs> three feet away from me. I'm like, and, where's my so, computer? I'm I know. To look at my
0: computer.
1: <laughs> it always feels. It just always feels strange, but so good.
0: Hey, okay. yay! Oh, guys, it's been I. It's been a week. It's been it's been so nice. I got him yesterday, mm-hmm. and. We were going to record last night, but then we just made cookies and hung out and talked till like eleven o'clock,
1: and yep. so we didn't get to it.
0: So sorry, but also the show comes out tomorrow, so I feel like the timing actually worked out. This is this nicely. is perfect.
1: Yeah, and we're uh, we're freaking out. Like <laughs> I don't know if I've been this excited about anything recently, <laughs> other than like you visiting. Yeah, that's that's been very well, and exciting. They
0: rolled together. Yeah, so it's like.
1: And so not only are you here, but you're here the week that Shadow and Bone comes out. And then not only are you here the week that Shadow and Bone comes out, we get to watch the whole show together.
0: Together. And
1: that's what I'm most excited about. Because I watched the first season with Andrew and I love my husband, but he like hadn't read the books. It's not the same. It's not the same. And so when I'm freaking out, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, that was a line in the book. That was a line in the book. He was like, (laughs) I need you to stop. And he also made me watch them one at a time. No. And that was a test of our. Early no. on in our
0: marriage. I, <laughs> Coleman went camping. The weekend. Mm-hmm. that The first the first season came out. So I got home from work. Immediately put on the first episode. Door dashed food. While I was watching the first episode. And I stayed up. And binge watched the entire thing. Back to back nonstop. Didn't get off my couch. And then Coleman came home from camping the next day. And I restarted it with him. And that way we could watch it like one or two episodes at a time. Yes,
1: and you weren't dying. And I wasn't
0: and dying. And also
1: I feel like that initial run through is the one that you're like, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, this. Mm-hmm. And you're just dying. I would. I was more calm the second time yes. I watched it.
0: The first time I watched it, sitting in a room by myself, and I knew you hadn't watched it yet. And the scene where Ben Barnes comes back <laughs> to the second kiss let me tell you, there were I was producing noises that I didn't know I was capable of <laughs> I was oh, like, man. I really hope that my in-laws cannot hear me right now because I was like, <laughs> I just fine.
1: I just finished re-watching it um yesterday. Like I finished re-watching <laughs> the series. Cause because so I binge-read the first two books in the series yesterday Sunday and monday and then yesterday i i would like i i watched episodes on and off until i finished it because i'd started rewatching it a few weeks ago right but i finished rewatching it and i as soon as like i finished the like that last episode i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna freak out at the opening of the next season like they have so many things that are potentially happening i also need to read like all of six of crows tonight <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm but. like
0: two fifths of the way through Six of Crows. Cause, so I read the first two and then switched to Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. Because I'm 95% confident that.
1: They're going to do something related going, to that. Book. I th-
0: yeah, I think they're going to ch- take the heist and kind of tie it in somehow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's going to be the actual thing. Also, I know that I said this when we reviewed Six of Crows, but Jasper and Wyland is maybe one of my favorite ships of all time. I love them.
1: And the clips that we've seen of them already, like. It's-
0: <laughs> so good it's so good and i just feel like every clip i've seen has made me more excited and the other thing i think they're going to do is i think they're going to travel to other places a lot more than they did
1: in the books i think so because
0: they've shown like two or three different cities that feel very
1: like different other, yeah, yeah very
0: other culture so it makes me think that they're going to visit some other which we well there's there's novia no zem
1: And then, where do they go for the heist? Do they They go go to to Fierda? Fierda. And so, I'm assuming if they do tie in the heist, it was
0: Fierda because neither of them were kind of. One of them looked like shoe, like a shoe. Yeah, that's true. I could be wrong, but I feel like they're going to travel a lot.
1: And well, and we've seen we have pictures of like I feel like we should say if you haven't watched Shadow and Bone yet or read the first book, (laughs) I would leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. spoilers for the first one we're we're not going to do spoilers for the second one until we hit that until point. we hit that point but yeah anyway um but there's pictures of jesper and tolia together, together. and so i'm like how are we gonna do this like i'm i'm, I'm so, so interested exciting. to see and then um lee bardugo drops this little piece of information of like make sure you have your lives of saints on hand because they do something really interesting with it In the show, what did we do? We bought it. We were both going to have our Kindles out yep, and just ready to go. I'm
0: I'm ready. We need to look through it tonight yeah, so that we're ready. But I just, I feel like anytime that you have an author this excited, you know it's going to be good. And you know the changes they're going to make
1: are going to be improvements. And I feel like too, when you're combining these two books that- Honestly, when I read it the first time, I enjoyed Six of Crows more so than I enjoyed long. Shadow and Bone, mm-hmm. which with this read through, I actually we both have enjoyed this read through more than we enjoyed our first reading. Yeah. And I think just the context, knowing where it's going, um, there's just a lot of things that go into like, the show has made me love these books more, which yes. rarely happens. So rare. And I know that not everybody agrees with us, but I just think that combining Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone left all of the good things of Shadow and Bone, but let it grow a little mm-hmm. bit by including these more developed characters with just fun personalities. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think the other thing they did in the first season that was super beneficial well, she took that bonus content of the letter that Mal had written Lena uh-huh. and they wove it into the story and it made Mal so much more likable. Yep. Because in the first book, like rereading, I was like, dude, he's on like three pages of this book. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and we know that like, because it's not until later in the book where he's like, yeah, they, like two, my two friends died in the process of finding this stag. I didn't know that when he shows up and is mad that he mm-hmm. sees her flirting and eating yummy food and all this different mm-hmm. stuff at first i was like you sir need to calm the she crap did. down no, you need to not yeah i'm like you need to be happy for her but then taking a step back being like oh my gosh this poor child like yeah he's been through so much too and we only see it from her perspective but the way that the show showed his perspective the whole time it Humanized Mal a lot that I needed because I don't even want to go back and listen to our first episode. Shadow and Bone was our first episode. That's
0: crazy.
1: We had no editing under, like, we had no idea what we were doing. That was our first take. We didn't do like three recordings and then, and then, um, do you try again to be no. like, okay, this is our perfected? No, no we sat just, down with our perfected. We what it is it's and sent it to posted the it.
0: <laughs> I'm like sitting in my closet and I like crawl out and come like, what are you doing? I sat in my
1: closet too. <laughs> man. Oh, man. I mean, the dedication. Yeah. So if you want a laugh, you can go back and listen to our first episode, but also don't go back and listen to our first episode. (laughs) I get real worried when people are like, oh, I'm going through all of your episodes from the beginning. I was like, or you could not. Why don't you start with the more recent one and then go back and be like, ah, look how far they've come. Don't start in the back because if you start there, I don't know if you'll make it to the present. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's fine. And for those of you who have been there since day one... You
1: win all of the prizes. Wow,
0: thank you. <laughs> but um, In case you guys couldn't tell, this episode... <laughs>
1: this episode of Bluey is called... Oh, we freak out.
0: Um, okay, so we are going to be reviewing Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo. And obviously pairing it very closely with the release of season two
1: of Shadow and Bone that follows it. Mm -hmm. we think is going to follow the second book
0: everything we can tell will follow the the plot the second book and we're pretty sure combine it with the first book the first first six six of of crows Crow's
1: book so and i feel like we're not alone kind of in that theory because if we look at um if we look at just a lot of the clips and stuff we see we get wyland that's brought in mm -hmm. and nina is now a part of the crow's and there's a, just a lot of things going on. But then we also see Mal and Alina trying to figure out their way back to Ravka and all of this Yeah, well, and, stuff. and like
0: I said, I'm only two-thirds of the way into Six of Crows right now. But some of the quotes, because they, they've released a short clip of the Crows from mm-hmm. season two. And a couple of, some of the dialogue is word for word yeah. from the book. Which makes me think they're going to rely on it pretty heavily. Well, and, and. Was it you that sent me the IMDb page that had a cast for Young Kaz? Oh my gosh, I'm
1: freaking out. I am freaking I... out. I was just, I know that I shouldn't go back and look at the characters that will be included, but I'm scrolling and they have an actor for Young Kaz and I Kaz's know. brother. Yeah, and George. And so if you haven't read Six of Crows and you're excited for this season, if you got time to read it before you watch the season, I I think we would highly recommend it. Because if we get Kaz's backstory, oh um, my gosh. Yeah, there,
0: there was another, it was like a montage of scenes, but there was one scene that I think is from Inej's backstory. Oof. So I don't, I don't know. We don't know.
1: We don't know for sure, but man... Are we excited about it? But Hi. we also have like the beginning of Six of Crows is the situation with Nina and Matthias where Matthias has mm-hmm. been, she's accused him of being a slave trader. He's in jail. She's like, oh, I'll just get you out. And they're like, nope. And so I wonder if half of it's just going to be getting Matthias out of whatever his jail place is called. I I, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll make it to the full heist, but there's... I. They're yeah. combining it, though. I just have it's, no idea. It's good. It's. Good. I just, yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to somehow include Alina and Mal needing to do this heist with them. Or maybe instead of going to Fierda for the heist, they go to Ravka. Maybe they just move the location of that.
0: Ooh. I don't
1: know. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Okay.
0: Um, let's jump into our breakdown. So Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo is the second book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. It has a 3.84 on Goodreads, and it is a, a YA fantasy. Yeah. I feel pretty confident. Yeah, in YA.
1: <laughs> um so let's just kick it off plot. Taryn, what'd you give the plot? Of the three books, I think this was probably my lowest rated one. Like I enjoyed Shadow and Bone. I think I really enjoyed Ruin and Rising, especially with this reread, knowing what's coming in Ruin and Rising. I'm like, I think those are my highest ones, but I still would give this a solid four. Mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't, it has a little bit of middle book syndrome of it does feel like it's a very in between book. There's a lot of setup, but there's important characters that are introduced, important, (laughs) important, important, important plot that's developed. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't always feel like, oh, this is just set up. Yeah. There's really important stuff that's established. I'm, I was intrigued the whole time and they're not very long reads. The Kindle though makes you think that you've only read 5% of the book though because it has like excerpts from the next book. So I was like 50% of the way through the first book and I was like there's no way. I'm this is that the part. last chapter. And then huh. I click it and the book ends at 60% and the rest is just bonus content. So, Are you so I'm clicking and I'm like there's no way I don't remember these books being that long and then no, it ends it at ends. 60%. Okay. So I read both the first and the second one in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So they're quick reads. I thought I, but I enjoyed the plot. Yes. So but probably like a solid four.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of agree. I would give it a solid four. I do think that and I don't want to say too much until we get to the spoiler section, but there's an element of the plot that was kind of frustrating where I felt like a good chunk of the book is irrelevant to the overall plot
1: yes yeah
0: so and and i don't want to go into that too much and like, it like a it is
1: still kind of important but it's not yeah it's it doesn't have the weight that's other aspects of the plot have but again i like i still enjoyed it
0: mm-hmm. so i that that's kind of where i'm at but still like you said super solid for yeah for me i really really have enjoyed this time, like this second, this is only the second time I've read it since we read it two years ago for the first season. Yeah. <laughs> and our first episode, like, I haven't read them since then. Yeah, this only it's been time. two years because yeah. our two year
1: anniversary is coming up. <laughs> and
0: I, I just am super excited about like finishing the third book and... I just bought King of Scars and Rule of Wolves, and I know, finally. They've, I know they've been finally. out for forever, but I'm finally going to read them. So I'm going to finish Six of Crows, then go do Ruin and Rising, then Crooked Kingdom, and then do King of Scars and Rule of Wolves back to back. And I'm very excited and also very, very scared because <laughs> Lee Bardugo's growing up as an author, and
1: I think and she's it scares me. Hurt my babies. <laughs> Oh man. Um, okay, so we did plot. If we don't have a paper in front of us, character, uh, development. character development. I'd say a solid four as well on this one.
0: I was going to go four and a half. Yeah. I think there is some vital
1: character development. It's really happening. interesting. And
0: I know this isn't necessarily character development, but you also, I feel like Lee Bardugo grew. I feel like there's so much growth between the second and the first There's book.
1: author character development. <laughs> Well, and she, there's
0: book good character She introduces several new characters, mm-hmm. develops several other characters. Yeah. Like you start to really get some more backstory because that was one of my biggest issues with the first book with Shadow and Bone is I feel like she could... Alina shows up to the little palace and there's a million other Grisha and you don't really get to know them. Yeah. And a couple of them you start to get a, a little bit more. And they're yeah. more fleshed out. And you're introduced to these crazy new characters. And Some so of our them, favorite and characters. And I just, <laughs> I love them so much. So yeah. I kind of, I'm going four and a half on character development. I feel that.
1: It's, it's also interesting of, I feel like. I don't know, in the last two years with our experience of, of reading and reviewing, while we're not like professional reviewers at all, and I don't know if we ever will be, <laughs> I do feel like my understanding of what I read has changed over the last two years mm-hmm. because of being able to sit down and talk about it and be like, well, why do you feel that way? I don't know. That's a good question. It just is. Like, that's just what I thought. Yeah. And the first time I read it, I was very Alina-focused. And I feel like this second read through, seeing her whole story and seeing the, all everybody's stories, and no know, knowing where it's going, my view of Alina is very different. Yeah. Because I understand her her intentions, I understand her drive, and I feel like in this book we really get this sense of Alina wants power, mm-hmm. and that's not super typical of and like when I first read it I was like oh yeah girl go like of course you deserve the power
0: because I was the opposite I didn't so I feel like I'm liking significantly more on this read Mm because the first one I was very annoyed with her and I was very annoyed with Mal and I was I was generally annoyed with everyone except for Nikolai. And and this read through all the Nikolai's
1: bothered you more. (laughs) No I was like
0: I still love Nikolai he's still my favorite character but I have a lot more nuanced and complicated like emotions in mm-hmm. regards to all of the characters yes. i'm a lot more sympathetic towards Mao, mm-hmm. and i'm seeing kind of the power hungriness but also the desire to stay humble and yeah. also like these it's just it's this so- there's so many
1: so many characters have these internal conflicts that i did notice so much more the second time mm-hmm. and alina i think there's just the first read through i was like I was still at the point where I just didn't question my main characters where I'm like, okay, cool. You want power. Like it's not my favorite, but like, sure. If that's what Let's you want, for like you're in, you're in charge here. You're the, you're the story that I'm following. But yeah. now like just being able to see like, Oh, all of, not all of your intentions are good. Mm-hmm. And you have this very convoluted understanding of what will save the world and what won't. And knowing like the sacrifices that she'll have to make going into the next book too. It's just really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump into uh, world building.
1: I did, she did she did so much in this book, and I think we've kind of already touched yeah. on that. Yeah, she did such a good job of taking what she did well in the first book and improving. Mm-hmm. Because there were some of the Grisha in the first book that I remember when I was really upset that it was Grisha and not Grisha. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad we've developed. I've, we, I've changed. We've developed I've calmed down so much. <laughs> <laughs> Calmed down in some ways and freaked out in others. Yeah. But there were Grisha that I was very interested in. And even just this under, his in the first book we get this mention of like, oh, everybody sits at different tables. There's a very structured order to how things are done. And I'm like, why? And Alina comes in, in this book and is like, why? There's no reason for things to be working a certain way. And just because thing just because it's what has been done, doesn't mean it's what should be done. We're going to quote Miss <laughs> Cinderella up in here. So just seeing her change and her, her experiences with Grisha outside of, like, her original introduction to them was really interesting as well.
0: Yeah, I, I would give world building probably a probably four. I'd, I still have a little bit of reservations about it just because we start off, obviously, the first book ends with them fleeing to Novia's end. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit there but ob- not a huge spoiler, but obviously they end up back in Rafka. Right? yeah.
1: right? And very I- quickly. Yeah. And like the, I think that was something that was shocking to me the first time I read the book and I was shocked again my with remembering the second read through was how quickly, like those first 10 chapters, it, it feels like mm-hmm. something that could have been the whole book. Yeah. And instead she just jumped into it, which I was very happy about. But I was like, wow, things are happening fast.
0: Yeah. But I do feel like I do feel like I would have liked a little bit more of a world view. Like what is happening in Ravka is world changing, mm-hmm. not just relevant to Ravka. And I feel like I could have used a little bit more uh, political intrigue.
1: Well, even I just feel like she could have even had like in passing Ne- uh not Nina, uh Alina at work and Mal at work and having these conversations with people about, like, did you hear what happened in Ravka? Like all That's this different true. stuff. Cause at this point it just doesn't feel like it's touched anywhere but Ravka.
0: Right. And you get like these passing comments that is taking over some of the like managerial and logistical things, but it's like lo- I would have loved a little bit more communication on like how are the shuhan reacting to this? How are the Vergans mm-hmm. feet- re- Like They just had an an entire delegation decimated. No one really knows what happened on that ship. And you've got the darkling kind of moving pieces uh, in that in the dark alleys. (laughs) And you have Lena showing up. And I would have, I would have really loved to see a little bit more of the world's reaction because you know they reacted
1: and I feel like that's something that they have the opportunity to address in In this show show. and
0: I think and I think they're
1: going to just because like I know Ketterdam isn't super far away from Ravka but even we have these characters and it it just opens up so many Mm -hmm. possibilities and the travel that they're going to go on like it just opens up these chances for them to be like, oh, what's happening over here? And when yeah. I said like at work, I mean like at the beginning of the book when we're in, when they're in, in Novia's Zem, Zem. Okay. Like it would have made sense if they showed Alina at work because they're trying like they're that's how the book starts. That's like the first chapter is they're working and they're trying to stay hidden. It would make it be super easy in the factory. Yes. She's packing Jurda and you hear two, other women you hear talking. two people talking mm-hmm. about it and she keeps her head down. She doesn't need to be a part of the conversation. But it just would have felt more far reaching because when it hasn't even touched the next country over, I know it's across an ocean, but still like, they've been gone for a hot minute. If they're if it's not even reaching past an ocean, then is it that really that big of a deal?
0: Yeah. So that that would be the one thing I I'm kind of in between as far as world building a three and a half and a four. I'm going to go with four just because I feel like she did a really good job of fleshing out the world of. The Little palace and The Grand House mm-hmm. and Ravka, I just would have liked it to have gone a little bit more yeah. abroad than it did. Yeah. So.
1: What about pacing?
0: I flew. These books are these so books. fast. I just, I'm on a I'm level five. Yeah. Like, it, I, if, if anything,
1: if you're going to it for anything, it'd be for being too fast. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like I feel like Shadow and Bone is such a good representation of what I expect YA to be. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, that's like you know when it. I think of YA why, I, why, why I? <laughs> <laughs> when I think of why I, I think of just fun, fast-paced like there's still really intense things that happen mm-hmm. and the third book gets pretty dark mm-hmm. like Even this book gets this book dark. i know but like as far as like the development of the of the books like mm-hmm. by the time you get to the third one the whole third book is pretty heavy but i think lee bardugo does such a good job of handling heavy things at a ya level mm-hmm. it's still good writing it's still entertaining there's still important things happening but our our idea of like what these genres should be just have changed so much with the increase of and demand. Of demand and all these things over the last few years. But when I read, read this, I think this is what I expect YA to be when I pick up a YA book. That's true. That's
0: true. So I feel like it's
1: fantastic.
0: These, this is just such a... a- bingeable been, it is
1: and the show is bingeable too so good i just wa- watching it over when and i they did such a good job of weaving these two stories together because i was reading it their first book again and it talks about alina leaving with like the performers that come and then we just have jesper being the one driving the car and uh-huh. she just goes in and gets in the in the trunk and he's like That's do we do we know scene. and just, all you have to do is ask and then She's they ask awesome. and he's just like and she just drives yeah, off
0: It's one of my favorite scenes in the TV show it's just like him sitting on that tree watching her get to their carriage and he's just like wow it's like, what, what just happened what is, what is my luck like, the gambler <laughs> in the back of Jesper's mind is like "I have struck
1: gold he's like I need to go buy a lottery ticket oh, right flush. now <laughs> but anyway okay, I feel like we should move into the spoiler section any other like overarching um, I've enjoyed, like, I genuinely have enjoyed this series the second time,
0: like so more, more than I enjoyed mm-hmm.
1: it the first time. I 100% agree. Again, I think part of it is because of our growth over the last, our character development <laughs> over the
0: last two years. I think it's a an element of our growth as readers, an element of knowing what to expect and where the plot is going. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that the show has elevated yep. the story. And having that in the back of my mind has helped a lot. So Ben Barnes. Ben freaking Barnes. Ben Barnes. (laughs) Anyway, this week everyone should make Chocolate chip
1: cookies. That's what we did
0: yesterday. I did it yesterday, last night, and they're delicious. And I love I, I loved them. This I is, still love.
1: This them. is Chelsea's first time having my chocolate chip cookies. They're very freaking good. I've, I'm very proud of them, and I know I've mentioned that before.
0: I really, 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 really enjoyed them.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should go eat one after this. Also, There's more on the counter.
0: I just feel like I should tell you guys this. We went to the fries. We got everything we needed. <laughs> And then I sat there and just watched Taryn bake cookies. And I was like, do you want help? And she's like, nope. Honest,
1: honestly, it's easier. Well, and I was also like, I forgot my recipe at home. So I was like, this is my moment as a baker. Do I remember my own recipe? You did. And I did. And fantastic. I killed it.
0: And I didn't have to do any work and I just got free cookies. Yeah. So
1: I'll take it. Hey, you talked to me while I made cookies and that's yeah. all I, that's all I was asking for. Perfect. So. so it was a great evening. Like, normally I'm just making cookies by myself. And to have you sitting there w- talking to me while I eat cookies, Hello. like, that was the best cooking experience ever. <laughs> also, we ran into my mom at Fry's. I'm
0: so sorry, Jessica. <laughs> you also scared the
1: crap out of her. Sorry. <laughs> I told her we were coming. Mom, you should have been on higher alert. Yeah, this
0: is on you because sneaking up was way too easy. In fact, I yelled your name before we yeah. snuck up.
1: Yeah, yeah. she was like, Jessica. <laughs> nope it sounded exactly like that too yeah was,
0: that was actually really good
1: I told my mom when I texted her it was she's like okay I'm not home I'm gonna be at the store I'm like oh my gosh we have to go to the store you should see if you can hear us and so I like she was prepped and, and she's still, still she still had her guard down come on Jessica so we just scared the crap out of her and it was it really was, fun it was pretty fun okay Chelsea are you ready I'm ready okay sound the alarm Okay, hey, where do you want to start?
0: Um, Ben Barnes. Okay, always <laughs> Ben Barnes.
1: I, you know, Ben Barnes isn't in this book, right? I <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> am disgusted with myself
0: with how much I still am
1: attracted to the dark way. Here's the thing: I fi- this this book. It's really interesting to me that we have the bad guy in the beginning and the end. Like Ben, like mm-hmm. Ben Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> benny boo is not in the majority of this book (laughs) but it's so interesting like oh man his manipulation his manipulation between the first book and the second book is just groundbreaking honestly
0: (laughs) we i do not condone but i do admire emotional
1: (laughs) manipulation and abuse but boy is he good at it i it's just so interesting to me like the hallucinations that she starts having because of this connection to the darkling. And the fact that like, he's so strategic even when
0: he shows up. Yes.
1: And even, even in those moments where he shows up, like, I know he's not there, but like, I feel like his power as an amplifier was still there. Like Mm. the power that she feels when she is with him Which we know as the reader, and even she knows is because he is an amplifier, but she has such a difficult time distinguishing between those feelings of like, he's a hot, powerful dude, but also he's killed a lot of people. And like, it's just, she's having a hard time figuring that out. And then she just feels so alone because Mal's being a poopy head, but also they're both not communicating. And so He's I'm not so as, obs- I was not nearly as upset with him this time around as I was the first time.
0: And I do feel like Nikolai was actively oh, going Nikolai. out of his way.
1: to get <laughs> to One of my end. favorite lines. I can't remember specifically, but it's like for two people that are supposed to be together for eternity, you sure are bad at it or whatever. <laughs> like, let like, me see like, if I can find it with,
0: with eternal. Yeah. With eternal, eternal love. love. Yeah, I know exactly what's in that. My favorite Nikolai line is when he says, please don't punch me, and then kisses <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I hope
1: that that happens. It
0: better be in there, because... And also, when he first... when they After they crash land, and soldiers show up, and he's like, I'm not Stormwound. I am Prince Nikolai. And she's just like, no. And I... she just She just <laughs> punches him. Almost gets put to death right on the spot. And I was dying but I feel like
1: Nikolai is the most fascinating character you can't be serious I said not on a regular basis no not on a regular basis <laughs> no no. And, right. and when she sees him as the first time as Nikolai and she's like and crap he's handsome come on
0: man when I, I like, hauled off
1: and punched him in the <laughs> face
0: I was like I don't think yes it's very obvious you don't think yeah <laughs> I just i think that are going do <laughs> such a good job bringing him to life
1: and then when he um when he like meets her and she's like calls him prince he's like no no, no you don't have to do that she's like but he's like but i've also been known to answer to sweetheart or handsome <laughs> i
0: freaking love him i just i do i do sympathize a lot with mal in this book i think the way that he handles things i
1: found it oh, yes. you know for two people with a love eternal you're awfully insecure <laughs> Dude, he's not wrong. No, he's not. Like Nikolai as a character was just—you have. If we take a step back and look at his story, he's a odds are illegitimate son of the king Mm -hmm. or the queen. It's not the king's son. He's been treated poorly by his older brother his entire life. He's—we've seen his parents are ditzes, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're not actively a part of any of this. So then he goes off and feels like he finally has an opportunity to be something, to do something. Mm-hmm. And so he has this fake persona. He goes around. And the story of him, like the first night that he was the captain of the ship and he, um, their first group that they came across or whatever. And he's like, you have to show, like, a do you have to do a show of power? And Alina's like, what'd you do? He's like, I cut off his fingers and fed him to the dog in front of him went to
0: my cabin and
1: and then she's and then i went to my cabin and threw up and cried for the rest of the night and just like picturing this prince boy Mm -hmm. who has like never had to face like he hasn't really faced the world and he's going out and he's learning of course like this Sassy and charismatic side of him is going to come out as like almost a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so my favorite moments in the book with Nikolai are these moments where he like calms down and he like looks at her and is like very honest with her. And I feel like Alina, those are the those are the moments that allow Alina to continue a relationship with him and or their friendship. Yeah. And trust him, because she de- she does see those guards come down come down. And one of my one of the most fascinating conversations, too, is in the war room, Alina's talking to Nikolai. And she says something along the lines of like, so you're going to tell me that if you didn't get into power, you wouldn't do all these same things. And he stops and says, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah. And I'm like, that's probably the most honest thing you have said the entire book. Mm -hmm.
0: And there's a similar, it's a similar conversation. I think it's when they're on the dock. Yeah. She calls him creepy. Yeah. And he's like, you really think I'm creepy? On and off is creepy. And he's like, oh, like, and I feel like, Like I said, haven't read King of Scars and Wolves* yet, but I am so fascinated to continue his character development. Because he is brilliant and charismatic, Mm -hmm. but he's also still young. Yeah. And learning how to lead and when it's appropriate to do this. And I just... I don't know. And, like, the end scene where it, like... He just, he pushes a little too far mm-hmm. and ultimately that's their undoing. He pushed yeah. his brother into his corner. And when his Vasily, is it Vasily? Vasily.
1: Vasily I think it's Vasily. Vasily.
0: Vasily feels trapped.
1: He feels emasculated. Like mm-hmm. he feels like everything that he, he's been made to feel a fool and fools do foolish things. And so, mm-hmm. it, yeah. And so yeah, him pushing a little too far is their undoing and I remember reading that scene for the first time and realizing what was happening. And and even like, it's a gut punch. it starts out so sad too, because it's his birthday and like Alina's not having a good time. Cause she just had this fight with Mal and, and he like leans over and almost is like reaching out for some sort of support. And he's like, please just pretend like you're having a good time. And, and she's like, no, it's not you. And then Vasily has this announcement and I, that whole scene I saw, I know it's written from Alina's perspective, but I almost saw it from Nikolai's perspective. Mm-hmm. The way it was written was so good where it felt like a Nikolai chapter.
0: There's like a drop in your stomach. Oh my like, gosh. And this is, this is what I was kind of talking about with the plot things. In this moment, everything they've done for the last 250 pages, mm-hmm. undone.
1: But oh, I like, but I also feel like that's so much weight and like yes. it, it I feel like this good this this book has a really good does a really good job of having stakes because yeah. so, not everything works out all of the time. And sometimes you something happens and it ruins all of your planning. And an entire group of Grisha get wiped out. Like it yeah. felt so heavy. So now when we go into the third book, it all feels so real because one, Vasily's an idiot, <laughs> and like oh. um and, like, you, it shows, like, just how bad, like, one one person making a mistake can cause so many, neg- like, negative repercussions. And then it shows the ruthlessness of the Darkling coming in and not caring. He didn't care that those Grisha were there. He didn't even try to, like, recruit them back to his side. He just came in and, and slaughtered everybody. Well, and it's
0: so interesting because you have Zoya there, right? Mm-hmm. And in the first book and and years back, she's one of his most trusted yep. Grisha but he did consult her, wipes out her entire family and wipes her after mo that, that conversation, beautiful. And they did.
1: Zoya. I was really happy that they did that in the show. Like, because I feel like it keeps you connected to Zoya. Because at the end of the first book, I didn't really care about Zoya. Mm-hmm. But the show did a good job of being like, this character is going to be important in the next yes. season. And so we need you to know that now. So it doesn't yes. feel random coming up. Which they just took that conversation and bumped and it, it, it back. Up. But... I and I think that alone shows the humanity of Zoya and how she she may be pompous, she may be a brat, but she's also surviving in a world where that's cutthroat, and she has just been trying to find her way. And she mm-hmm. has been, she has been flattered by the darkling. She has she been was raised at
0: the little yeah, palace like, that's run by the darkling. She's and been pits there. Them against each other. Yes, and.
1: And so for me, though, for her to immediately turn against all of that purely for family told me more about Zoya that I needed to know than anything else. Mm -hmm. Because she's still a jerk. And I think and they have that conversation like they still don't like each other, but they respect each other. Yes. And because of that, they're able to develop at least a working relationship that's going to be very important going into the third book.
0: But I just feel like you have she's another another of countless examples of. The Darkling is all or nothing, Mm -hmm. and if you betray him, for even a slightest second,
1: hesitated, and he tortured her.
0: Tortures her.
1: Oh, Jenya's story, man, I love Jenya.
0: After what you put her through, Mm the crap that she has done for you,
1: yep. And in a moment, hesitates, A, a, a slight moment of humanity.
0: Because you, you
1: were rip. torturing yeah.
0: her best friend, yeah. she hesitates, and you just throw her to the not throw her. To the, you don't even throw her to the wolves. You just destroy her, you know. And he does that with her, he, even to an extent, his own mom.
1: Like, he, just kidding. That's not in this book. <laughs> Wait, no, it is in this yeah, book. He rips okay, you he ripped her, her eyes, eyes out. Of her eyes like, I, just, I, I just think oh, after the first book of like. The end, looking back and realizing how much of what he did or everything he did was manipulative. And then we get to this point in this book where he like has no reservations now. It's like, cool, you know who I am. I'm going to do everything in my power to destroy you. And he mm-hmm. does. Like, I feel like too often bad guys in books hold punches and, yes. or pull punches and they're just like, okay, I just need you to turn to my side, turn to my side. He's like, no, I've killed everything. Are you ready to? Are you ready to accept that you're going to be with me now? And even the end, like when she walks up and kisses him, I hope that that scene is in this book so, so bad. bad because the way that I pictured the hands on the side of her face, just like squeezing and shaking, and you see the life draining out of him, I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I desperately want the scene. I think it's towards the beginning when he he and her are talking about the fold, mm-hmm. and she's like, the fold can't be controlled; it has to be destroyed. And he just like leans in and he's like, "Careful, Lena. I've had the same thought about you." And I was just
1: like, "He has some Whoa. lines in here that are that are that are killer." And yeah, when he starts showing up um, as these hallucinations or whatever, whatever they are in like behind Mao and all this like so many different places the Such moment when he when he up. looks like Mao and they oh. start kissing and then Ooh. you like hear his voice and all of a sudden it's oh. there are so many scenes in this book that i'm like this would be so easily translated to the screen this series was meant to be a show it's so
0: good
1: oh man
0: and it's so fascinating. I'm just because... sad
1: that I'm not going to see Ben Barnes for the majority of this season. <laughs> I think that they oh, will. Oh, they will. They
0: will. One like, yeah.
1: week. What's I our Ben Barnes count? Ten? Too, too much. Too much.
0: <laughs> Benny
1: Boo. <laughs> good old Benny Boo.
0: I, I just... I think that Lee Bardugo does such a good job of making him this horrific villain, mm-hmm. but also connecting him so closely with Alina and like the number of times that she
1: thinks back to something that he said to her well even at the end when he's like Alina wants to come with me just ask her I know like I know her thoughts I like I've been with her through this whole thing she wants the power and she knows that only I can give it to her Mm-hmm. and he genuinely believes it because mm-hmm. he if he didn't genuinely believe that when she like says like okay at the end and walks towards him he'd be like whoa 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 That's that too was easy. too that was too easy but he's so convinced like no you want the power you've tasted Which, it and you want it
0: in his defense i and i think he brings this up it's like you called me like i started yep. showing up because
1: you because were, you reached you out
0: lonely you want mm-hmm. me there and i think part of her does yep Part of her does believe that, like, these lies or these twisted truths His, that he's been saying.
1: Yeah, and some of those comments of, like, I'm the only one that can understand mm-hmm. you. How manipulative is that? Like, you can't turn to any of these other people. None of them understand you. But Mal understands her background. And Nikolai understands her struggle with power. And Zoya understands being wanted by the Darkling but and then rejected does by the Darkling. Such
0: a good job, like, him, him showing up mm-hmm. behind
1: oh, gosh. Mal in
0: that moment. And then she flinches,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: understandably, Malice upset. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm done. Like that's, in my opinion, on this reread through, I'm like, yeah. yeah, that feels valid. If she had just communicated, if they just opened their mouths and had a conversation, yeah, it would've been fine. But that that hesitation allows the darkling to slip in and say, like, mm-hmm. see.
1: He doesn't understand. He
0: is afraid of you. He doesn't understand you. He'll never get you the way I I do. do. And it's just, it's such a master manipulation. He is a villain that I hate to love. Mm -hmm. But, oh, so
1: And And I know we've mentioned this a few times already, but this relationship between Alina and Mal, like I was way more sympathetic for Mal this Mm -hmm. read through- mal is the mal mal is the chaos of this series of <laughs> like my second read through i'm like okay i was a little mean to you the first, the first time, time because my emotions were high and i was just way <laughs> too invested but this time like even there's a moment when she finally is like the darkling. He's like, I don't want to hear about the darkling anymore. And at first read through, I was like, she was finally trying to talk to you, dude. You need to calm down. But looking at everything that's happened and the flinching and all this different stuff, yeah, like if she all of a sudden brings this up, he's like, Look, dude, I'm done. Like I, I I've tried I can't anymore. have this conversation again, not realizing what she's asking. So I was so glad at the end when she finally is like, I've seen the darkling. He keeps showing up and he keeps like appearing to me. And that's what happened when I was trying to kiss you. Okay. And like walks away. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, Thank you.
0: Thank you. I don't understand why I didn't have that conversation. But him, pages him <laughs>
1: kissing Zoya, though. I know well, it was... Zoya kissed him. Yes. But he kissed her but, but I, mean, I know... I, think he, I can't fault him No, Rack. but he, he was emotionally vulnerable. And she took advantage of that. And I can't remember if she explains that in the third book. I feel like there's a conversation or something about it, but I can't remember. But, like, Nikolai's doing a similar thing to Alina. Like, mm. I feel like I can't be super upset. Nikolai, I don't have as many hard feelings against, well, but.
0: And she wanted him to kiss her. Mm-hmm. And then when he was like, I'm only going to kiss you when you're thinking of me. Yeah. I actually was like, not respect, my dude. I love respect, Nikolai. I also, his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: um. I love I how he like, the just met her.
0: I know, it's like the beginning of the book, and he's like, <laughs> it would be a marriage in name only, like, we can make him the and like the head guard or something seething (laughs) and she's like shut up the answer's no it's like i mean except for the matter of producing air and like winks and i'm just like you he knows exactly what he's doing you are the worst (laughs) and i love it yeah
1: (laughs) i just i i love all of them honestly i was really sad at fed yours Fed Fedor? How do you say his name? I was actually really sad when he died. I
0: I just, I kind of didn't realize he died.
1: He got thrown off of the building.
0: I guess I didn't think that through all the way.
1: I know, and so I feel like another point of showing the- in the third book. Maybe he is, but he got chucked off a building and I don't remember. You can Google it. I am Googling it. But I just, I feel like Sometimes another way to write a powerful character is to make important people's deaths feel almost insignificant. Like, mm. like those shadow figures show up and just chuck you off of it off of the building.
0: Yeah, and I feel like all and of just the slice like the you like most.
1: I and I I I know that probably my feelings about him are very heavily related to the TV show cuz the actor who betrays him in the show is adorable. I feel like he does he such a good so job.
0: Cute. He does die in this book. Yeah, he just gets
1: chucked off of a building.
0: I kind of forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, he's thrown from the
1: roof. And then my other favorite thing. One of my favorite fantasy tropes, guys, is crazy colts. And I know <laughs> I know that we should probably analyze that, but that's a whole other different conversation. The apparatus. But the the strategic placement of people, this idea of like you would probably be more helpful if you were dead. I could do a lot more with your Ooh. name if you weren't here. Ooh, and going into the third book and no no know, like knowing how that's all connected to the third mm-hmm. book because well this book ends with her being in the tunnels. Yeah. Um and yeah. that's where it starts. And that's a solid it takes them a bit to get to move past that in the third book. Yeah. And so it feels very dire. Well, and he's you, creepy.
0: He realizes that she can't access her power.
1: Yeah. Because she's but so far star. away. Yeah.
0: And and I'm I am really excited going back to the third book to explore her relationship with Tamar and, Toya and yes the kind of betrayal where she's like you saved my life mm-hmm. but the fact like that you were part of this religious fanaticism yes and didn't tell me and they're like well you wouldn't have lost if you if you know. and she's like
1: probably not but like <laughs> and it's just so interesting they're like admiration and i don't know what the right the worship of her yes but also know. not trusting her enough because the apparat has told them i'm assuming excuse me i'm assuming the apparat has told them do not tell her that you are a part of this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so the manipulation of the leader of a group Telling you not to tell the deity that you are worshiping that you are worshiping them. It just feels so, so twisted.
0: Well, in rereading it, knowing what's coming that they're part of, it, there's so many little clues yeah. throughout the book. I did not see it coming the first time. Yeah. But it just I so I wasn't awkward. shocked
1: the first time because there's this moment moment with Tolia yes. where he like stays kneeling and she like puts his hand on, her like, hand on his shoulders like hey dude in my head it's like an like an, pound yeah. and I'm just
0: like okay
1: goodbye yeah <laughs> and then he's just like okay wow yes I've received this blessing I can mm-hmm. go but I also feel like unintentionally Nikolai didn't help with that either because no. at the beginning of the book he really builds it up and I'm sure the appert was like thanks dude now I have now I have royal approval mm-hmm. of what I'm doing yep yep and the That's the pilgrims so awesome. and everybody that comes to worship and and it's really interesting what they do in the tv show with connecting like showing because it's not until really the second book that you get a lot of people calling her sancta alina Mm -hmm. but in the first like in the first season of the show as soon as she does the win like the performance at the winter feet there are people like
0: the equivalent
1: of like crossing themselves and kneeling before her and and you have a Nej who like this is her religion And to have her at the end of the series go, like, I've never talked to a saint before. And she's like, I've never been a saint
0: before. (laughs)
1: Like, like very, I, I want white hair Alina in this season so bad. That's another one of my favorite tropes. I can't explain why. When people have great shows of power and it turns their hair white, kills me. It's my favorite. Like Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson yeah. <laughs> um or even like I just love white hair characters. Man, man, man Manon. Manon. Manon, love Madeline. it. Yeah, like yeah. give me a white white hair person and I'm and I'm like very happy. Yeah.
0: It's just it's so so well done and I just I I know we've said a million times already, but like I loved it so much more on this
1: read through mm-hmm. and i can't wait i can't wait i cannot wait for season two to come. i know out. it's tomorrow i know we were gonna binge watch friday maybe we should just take maybe we, maybe just we should binge just binge watch, watch tomorrow watch. <laughs> watch. Watch. twist my arm we don't want any spoilers so we gotta watch it yeah yeah seriously though like if it comes out tomorrow and we're not watching it until friday we can't go, we on, can't social go on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is our plea like please don't ruin it give it yeah. at least a couple of weeks before you start you can post about your reaction like I'm fine with you being like oh my gosh this is so great I really love it give
0: a spoiler alert or something yeah
1: like do the two slides before the actual spoiler happens uh-huh. but people who just like post whole like episode or not episodes whole clips I'm like come on
0: like give, give the people a chance yeah yeah.
1: I don't want to have to isolate myself for a week until I can finish it if I'm busy with school or work or something. Yep.
0: yep. Well should we wrap it up?
1: Yeah I just I'm so excited. I and I'm really excited to read Six of Crows again and read Ruin and Rising.
0: It's gonna be so good. And Ruin and
1: Rising was really good. It's
0: i I feel like they're gonna i can't wait i know there's gonna be season three mm-hmm. and i cannot wait. there has to be
1: we have to share we have to freak out like Everyone we have to get this renewed
0: let us wield our individual powers yeah. and pray to the god of <laughs> commerce and capitalism <laughs> <laughs> So sorry i said that uh, please ignore that anyway what i'm trying to say is let's try and influence the powers that be to make this happen that's all yeah. i'm
1: saying well which we, which just means we need to watch it and talk about it
0: yeah but and
1: they podcast episodes about it hey yeah
0: coleman has started uh i was watching a new clip that posted the other day before i left <laughs> and coleman was like oh is it new shadow and bone content i was like yeah how did you know i was like you do the same squeal every time <laughs> and I was like,
1: "Well, I'm excited, okay." I Andrew knows like cuz I've said so many times I'm like, "I'm so excited. I'm so excited." He's like, "I need you to know that I know that you are excited <laughs> about this new season."
0: The clip of This is my
1: Super Bowl, guys. This is my this is Super it. Bowl. This is it.
0: The clip of The Crows, I've probably contributed at least a dozen views to that YouTube clip. Oh, man. I can't stop watching it.
1: Oh, it's just going to be so good. Oh, man. If you guys want to freak out as you watch it... um, Text us. You can message us, yeah. Yep. Yep. Which, like, it's nice because, like, content-wise, it's not going to be anything crazy. Like, if you message me and say they do Kaz's backstory, I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, but that's not telling me exactly what's happening. I mean, we
0: know what happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: And man, however they portray that on the screen is going to be crazy. Stunning. Beautiful. And so dark. Um. Anyway. Well, Chelsea, it's been a blast. Thanks for, thanks for visiting me. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Our next, probably our next couple of episodes will be, um recorded with us
0: together hey yo together together. so I think next week on Tuesday we'll release OP.
1: yes and then we'll do Princess Bride
0: and then we'll do Princess
1: Bride and I think it's Empire of Storms
0: I believe that is correct and we are almost we're almost done with our Throne of Glass reread yeah I mean I guess we're only three of eight books and those
1: three books are pretty hefty long. But. Well, yeah. After we do Empire of Storms next week, we only have two, two more. Books, but we might have to do a two-parter for Kingdom of Ash. I don't
0: know how, I don't know what we're going to do with Like that it's either going to be
1: like a three hour episode or it's going to be a two-parter, <laughs> two-parter because yeah, there's so, much. there's so much. And like even these books, even Empire of Storm, we could do as two parts or just a really long episode. Cause it's,
0: we'll see how we're
1: feeling yeah because there's so much stuff Mm -hmm. i even felt like we didn't do uh queen of shadows Shadows, like justice justice, because there's so much stuff in it i
0: freaking love that book so
1: much yeah so we'll see but anyway that's the future of our show and we're gonna go eat a cookie now okay okay all right bye guys okay bye